Well, good morning. We need to go ahead and get started. We've got a very special day uh, planned today, one of my favorite Sundays, and you'll be hearing more about that this morning. But first of all, welcome to our service. I know there's a lot of folks here visiting with our graduates here, and so thank you for being with us. Uh, if you're a guest of ours in the community, we're glad to have you too. And we ask that you please take one of the care cards located there in the pew rack in front of you. Uh, we would like to know that you're here and at least send you something from our church and just say thank you for being a part of worship. And on the back of the care card for all of us is a place to fill in prayer needs. If you have a prayer request, our staff wants to be praying for you. So take a moment to fill that in. And as you leave this morning, there are two round tables in the lobby with boxes on those. If you'll place those in those wood boxes, we will get those and be praying for you. But thank you again uh, for being with us in worship today. Uh, I just want to let you know real quickly, VBS is June 14th through the 17th. That will be here very soon. Uh, it's each evening, Monday through Thursday, from 6.30 to 8. VBS Snack Supper is available each night from 5.15 to 6. Uh, during that week, the cost is $15 per person, and you can register online at our website, but you do have to register for that. I do want to recognize our college graduates also this morning. Uh, and just reading those to you, Jason Anderson is one of those graduates. He's graduating from UNCC with a Bachelor of Science in Electro Electrical Engineering Technology. Uh, Michaela Deese is graduating from Western Carolina with a Bachelor of Science in, for in Forensic Science. Ainsley Edgerton is graduating from RCCC with an Associate's Degree in Fine Arts. Caitlin Johnson is graduating from UNCC with a Bachelor of Arts in Elementary Education. Clay Teal is graduating from NC State with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and Cole Teal, graduating from NC State with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration. Can we just give those folks a hand this morning, too? That is a great accomplishment uh, on their part. But thank you again for being here this morning. Our pastor is coming to lead us this morning in prayer. Good morning. Let's uh, bow in prayer for these graduates. Could we do that? Father, we are so excited for these young men and women as they are starting a new chapter in their lives. And how fitting on this Sunday on the church calendar that's Pentecost Sunday. It celebrates the coming of your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask for the presence of your Holy Spirit in each of their lives. Proverbs 3 says that we're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean upon our own understanding, that we are to acknowledge you in all of our ways and you will make our paths straight. Lord, I pray that those would be life verses for these grads. You know what they have ahead of them, the challenges, the victories, the trials. Lord, the relationships that you will bring into their lives. And we trust you as sovereign God that your thumbprints will be on each of their lives directing every choice that they make and every step that they take. Lord, I pray that their passion would be to seek you first and your righteousness. And as Jesus said in Matthew 
6.33, that if we'll do that, he'll take care of all the lesser things in our lives. So Lord, help them to honor you above all, to worship you, to serve you, to count the cost of being a disciple of yours. Lord, surround them with your presence. King David said in the 23rd Psalm that you would lead him in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And we ask that for each of these young people. May they know how much their family and their church family loves them and how we pray for them. Lord, again, just fill them with your spirit and help them to bear fruit which will point others to Jesus. Because the highest calling we have on our lives is being salt and light, being a follower of Christ in this dark world. So grant them a strength beyond anything they possess on their own that they might be able to accomplish these purposes of yours. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, good morning. It's certainly good to see each and every one of you this, here this morning. I just want to add my welcome to you. Um, I told our students uh, who came early this morning to practice that this day was met with mixed emotions for me. Uh, to see these students come through our student ministry and Many of them have been here their whole lives. And to have uh, them come on this special day, to see them take the next step uh, in their career is filled with happiness, but also one that's filled with a little sadness because I know that I won't get to see them regularly on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights like we've typically had through the years. Today, I'm, I'm super glad uh, that we get to celebrate together as a family of brothers and sisters in Christ first, and then we celebrate these graduates and this huge accomplishment in their lives. Before we recognize each of our graduates, I would like to take just a moment to uh, introduce our speaker this morning. Uh, our speaker is Will Snipes. And many of you know Will. Uh, he is a camp pastor and director uh, for Centrifuge slash Mission Fuge, Exfuge, 
uh, all over uh, basically the United States. But uh, where I met Will was at Carson Newman College in uh, Tennessee, where we took a group. And I think Jay was maybe in the sixth grade. So that's how long that we have known Will. Many of you have sat under his teaching and have been influenced by him. And I am super excited that he is here with us today to share a challenging message, not only to our graduates, but to the rest of us as well. He presently is a teacher at Blue Ridge Middle School in nearby Greer. He's also the boys tennis coach at Blue Ridge High School. And in the summers, as I said, he works at Carson New or at Centrifuge, which is a Lifeway camp. He might say something about that a little bit later on in his message. Uh, but during the school year, he enjoys traveling to speak on the weekends at many youth events and retreats throughout the country. He's also led many mission trips uh, for young men to places like Ecuador, China, and the Philippines. Will, we're very excited that you're here this morning, and we very much look forward to you coming and preaching God's word to us this morning. So without further ado, it is time to, to recognize our graduates. And one of the things that we always do is we like to equip our students through the years with the Word of God. We teach the Word of God faithfully. And, um, and so all through the years, every Sunday school teacher, every Bible study leader has poured into their lives the truths of God's Word. And this day, uh, they are going to take with them a, a copy of that. And they'll have their own personalized study Bible of the, international, uh, the ESV. So we're excited to give them that gift uh, so that's what they'll be receiving as they walk across the stage. So our, our first graduate this morning is Olivia Andrews. Olivia is graduating from, uh, from Northwest Cabarrus High School. Uh, and we're going to get this thing started off right. She's going to UNC Chapel Hill in the fall. <laughs> yes. She is a National Honor Society member, the MVP of her cross-country team, and she is graduating summa cum laude. Her life verse is Philippians 3.12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfected, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Andrews. Our next graduate is Jackson Arno. I'm somewhat jealous of Jackson, and by looking at him, you can probably tell why. Jackson is graduating from Central Cabarrus High School in the STEM program. His honors are he's an AP scholar, a National Honor Society, a soccer captain, and his essay for the Technology Student Association placed third in the state. And we are going to kick this thing off right again. He's going to Appalachian State University. <laughs> Go Nears. Yeah. His favorite verse is what he preached on a few weeks ago, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Arnell. Our next graduate is Abigail Barfield. Abigail is graduating from Cabarrus Canapolis Early College. And y'all, she's our first prayer request because she's going to NC State University. <laughs> she is a National Honor Society member. She was in top 10 of her GPA, and she already has her associate's degree. It only took me three and a half years to get a two-year degree, sister. <laughs> her favorite verse is 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Ladies and gentlemen, Abigail Barfield. Our next graduate is Ashley Clark. Ashley is graduating from J.M. Robinson and from the Academy of Engineering and Automation. Now, I know her parents are super huge UNC Chapel Hill fans, but she's going to be attending Clemson University. A house divided, I'm sure. She is a National Honor Society member, National Beta Club, National Technology Honor Society, and state finalist for the North Carolina's Governor's School. Her favorite verse is 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley Clark. Next, we have Kaylee Collins. Kaylee is also graduating from J.M. Robinson High School. She is a member of the Beta Club, and her college is UNC Greensboro. Go Spartans, right? Her favorite verse is Psalm 91.4. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. Ladies and gentlemen, Kaylee Collins. Next, we have Melissa Ford. Melissa is graduating from the Ford Academy of Higher Learning. She is planning on going to Lees McRae College. She almost got it right because Lees McRae is only just a stone's throw away from Appalachian State University. <laughs> but she plans to be in the, the pre-veterinarian program. Her favorite verse is 1 Peter 5, 7 that says, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Melissa Ford. Our next graduate is Justin Hornbeek. Justin is graduating from the Carolando Academy. His class honors include valedictorian, first in his class, most likely to succeed, and all the other superlatives that are given out at that school. His plans are to finish up his associate's degree at RCCC in uh, information technology and then transfer to UNC Charlotte. His favorite verse is Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Hornbeek. Our next graduate is Abby Lowry. Abby is graduating from Cox Mill High School, and her honors are she's underclassman broadcasting award winner, the North Carolina Academic Scholar, Phi Theta Kappa, magna cum laude graduate, the recipient of the Chancellor Scholarship and the Spartan Award which is very appropriate because she's also going to UNC Greensboro and to be a Spartan as well. Her favorite verse is 1 Peter 1.6. Be truly glad there's wonderful joy ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, Abby Lowry. Our next graduate is Ethan Stipe. Ethan is graduating from Northwest Cabarrus High School. You ever heard the song by Stephen Curtis Chapman or Michael W. Smith, I can't remember, Go West, Young Man? Well, that's Ethan. His college plans are somewhere out west. So his favorite Bible verse is Ephesians 1.7 that says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to his riches of his grace. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Stipe. Next, we have Skylar Thomas. Skylar is also graduating from J.N. Robinson High School, and her honors are Beta Club, AV Honor Roll, Academy of Engineering and Automation. Uh, she, too, will be in a house divided for her parents are Tar Hills, but she's also going to Clemson University. There's three Clemson fans in the church this morning. <laughs> her favorite Bible verse is Proverbs 4:23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Ladies and gentlemen, Skylar Thomas. Next, we have Jessica Tucker. Uh, Jessica is also graduating from J.M. Robinson High School, 
And she just informed me that she, uh, as, as class president of her uh, student body, uh, was going to give the graduating speech at their commencement ceremonies. So you're going to take over from now, so I'll just... <laughs> she is a National Honor Society Beta Club and, of course, her senior class president. And she is also going to be a Tar Heel at UNC Chapel Hill. Hey, there's more Tar Heel fans than Clemson fans. I heard it. Her favorite verse is Micah 6.8. He has told you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Jessica Tucker. <laughs> Next, we have Katie Turner. Katie is graduating from J.M. Robinson High School. Her honors are National Honor Society, Beta Club, A Honor Roll, and Top 10 in her class. You know, I was Top 10, but it was the bottom end. <laughs> She's going to be attending Anderson University to pursue nursing. Her favorite verse is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Turner. Our last graduate this morning is Carrie Turner. Carrie is also graduating from J.M. Robinson High School, and she is a National Honor Society member, Beta Club member, A Honor Roll, and top 10 in her class. Well, that's just like your twin sisters, huh? So, <laughs> great, good deal. <laughs> she will be attending UNC Wilmington in the fall. Her favorite verse is Psalm 46, verses 4 through 5. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when nothing, when morning dawns. So, Katie Turner, congratulations to you and to the rest of our graduates. If you are a family member or friend of the graduates, would you please stand? Ladies and gentlemen, this is your graduating class of 2021.
grace of God is reached for me and pulled me from the raging sea and I am safe on this solid ground the Lord is my salvation
I thought I could make it. <laughs> Would you stand? Our hope is in Jesus. Amen. And we need to build our life on that. Graduates, build your life on Jesus. He'll never fail you. Let's sing together. Sing with me. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you.
name is Will Snipes. Kevin uh, gave me such a nice introduction this morning, but I've known a lot of people over the years from Pitts Baptist, um, so it's great to actually be here to walk in your church to see it full this morning, um, to recognize and honor these graduates, um, which some of them I'm sure have come to camp over the years, so congratulations. Um, but it's just really a privilege to stand at any time and speak from God's Word, especially on such a special Sunday for your church family, so thank you for that opportunity. Um, as Kevin and I were talking earlier this week, I believe, about this morning, we talked about having a message that would obviously be a challenge to our graduates and uh, um, a good word for them, as we've heard this morning, as they kind of head into the next phase of their lives, but also for the church as a whole. So I'm really thankful um, that the Lord has led me this morning to Matthew chapter 4. If you want to turn there, if you have your Bible, I hope you do. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. where we see Jesus calling the first disciples and instructing them to be fishers of men. So that's what I want to share with our graduates and with the church as a whole this morning is what that means, a familiar passage to a lot of people. Um, but to go a little bit deeper this morning into what it means to be a fisher of men, I'm going to encourage our graduates. It's exciting to hear all the places that they're going, where God is taking them next, and to think about them being able to do kingdom work there as well as continue uh, their education or career or whatever God has next for them. And the very first thing I want to ask you to do this morning, though, is real simple. We're going to say a series of words together. I met my friend Drew up in the sound booth. He's going to put those up on the screen in just a minute, and each time I'll say the word, and then I'd just like for you as the church to say the word, and we'll kind of bring this back in a little bit later on and make it connect with what we're talking about. So we'll put the first word up, please, Drew. I'll say the word, and then if you as the church will say the word. God. God. Jesus. Jesus. Church. Church. Bible. Bible. Bible study. Worship. Worship. Pray. Pray. Faith. Faith. Eternity. Eternity. Thank you so much. We'll connect those a little bit later on. Let's do a little context for Matthew chapter 4, which I always think is important. Uh, if you're like me, I used to be guilty of just sort of picking up a passage or a scripture in the Bible, reading it not really understanding what's happening around it. And I'm a sixth grade teacher, by the way, as Kevin shared, so I don't want this to sound like school. And you guys are graduating, so you already know these things, all right? But context means like what's right around, what's happening right before, what's going to happen right after? Who is Jesus speaking to? What are the conditions or terms or crowds or whatever? It's important. It helps us understand. So let's take a look real quick. Matthew chapter 3 is where we have John the Baptist preparing the way. We have the baptism of Jesus in John chapter 3. And then immediately, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 3. And then immediately after that, uh, Jesus has led into the Spirit, led by the Spirit into the wilderness at the beginning of Matthew chapter 4. That's that passage on the temptation of Jesus. And then we reach this point now where the ministry of Jesus begins. This is where Jesus 
calls his first disciples. So I want to back up just a little bit away from our key passage, which is going to start at verse 18. But let's start with verse 12, Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth and then left there and moved to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River and Galilee where so many Gentiles lived, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is when Jesus' public ministry begins right around the age of 30. Up until this point, if you're not familiar, we've only seen Jesus once since his birth, and that's that time at age 12 when he's in the temple with the religious leaders speaking and having such knowledge and wisdom. But up until this point, we haven't seen Jesus. We just know that he was growing in wisdom and knowledge and favor with God and men. Luke tells us that, I believe. But now, fulfilling this prophecy from Isaiah, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land where death death casts its shadow, a light has shined. Jesus begins to preach. Verse 18, one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. He called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. You heard Jesus say, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Some translations put that as how to be a fisher of men. And that's what I want to share with you this morning. For all of us gathered here this morning, for our graduates where God is taking them next. First thing I want to share with you is this. Jesus always seems to meet people where they are and speak to them in a way they can understand. And so Jesus meets these first disciples right where they are, right where their business is, right where their livelihood is, in a place that's very familiar to them. And he speaks to them in a way that they can understand. And I love this point, so listen closely. These guys, these first disciples, Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they would not have understood or known educated language. They would not have known necessarily temple, religious language, but they knew fishing language. And so as Jesus speaks to them and he calls them, he says, come follow me and I will show you how to fish people, how to be fishers of men. Jesus is speaking to them in a way that they understood, in a way that connected with them. These guys would understand that Jesus was asking them, he's asking us this morning to cast out our nets, 
cast out that gospel message and try to catch men's hearts with that. And everything that we share, we're about to share some things about fishing. I'm going to be real honest with you. I've, I've pulled in, brought in, called in an expert fisherman this morning. I'm going to introduce you to him in a moment. But everything we're going to share about fishing this morning, I want you to relate it back to the gospel. There are going to be some great points. I'm going to be honest with you. I read most of these in the devotion as I was studying this passage there are going to be some great points here about fishing, but every time you hear one, I want you to think about what it means in terms of the gospel, what it means in terms of casting out a net to try to catch someone's heart with the gospel message of Christ. And graduates, I do want to specifically speak to you this morning. It's awesome to hear the plans that God has brought you to and the, and the things that you want to study and the things you want to do with your lives, but the most important thing we can do with our life is cast out the gospel for people to hear. And if you can do that through being a veterinarian, through working in business or teaching or engineering or whatever God's taking you to, that's incredible. And here's Jesus speaking, speaking vocationally, speaking work terms to these guys, but saying to them, this is what really matters. So let's talk about fishing. My expert fisherman this morning is Jay. I met Jay when he was in sixth grade. That's the truth. Summer of 2012, Kevin mentioned Carson Newman College, now Carson Newman University, Jefferson City, Tennessee. Jay was in sixth grade. Jay weighed, we won't talk about that. Um, not a whole lot. Now he's tall as me, basically. I preached a, a message that summer, and we're still talking about this nine years later. We need to find something new to talk about, all right? But I preached a message that summer, and Jay wrote a song about that message, which is encouraging to a speaker at a youth camp where you're not sure how much kids are connecting, how much they're understanding, how much they're remembering. And Jay came back and wrote a song, and Kevin shared that with me, and we still talk about that and love that. And this morning, Jay's going to be my expert fisherman, okay? Fishing is unpredictable, and there's no guarantee of a reward. Jay, would you agree with that? All you do is, I agree every time, okay? <laughs> Fishing is unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. There's no guarantee that anything's going to happen that day. Some days are better than others. Some casts are better than others. I want you to know, by the way, anything that I say about fishing this morning, I'm extremely not knowledgeable about. That's what Jay's here for. I'm trying to kind of speak the language, all right? Think about sharing the gospel with people. It's unpredictable. But I believe God is in control. I believe every time that we take a conversation in a spiritual direction, I believe every time that we cast out that net, God has a plan for that and God is using that in some way. But to us, from our perspective, it can be unpredictable and we don't know what's going to happen. Jay, fishing requires patience. A lot of it. 
I want to challenge our graduates and challenge the church this morning to be patient in casting out the net of the gospel, to be patient in continuing to bring up matters of spiritual things. We're going to talk more about that in a minute, to bring the name of Christ into your conversations. To be patient, there may be someone here this morning who has been praying for or sharing the gospel with a family member or a friend or a co-worker for a long time. And you've heard a lot of messages about sowing seeds and how God honors that. I want to encourage you this morning to continue to be patient. Students, you're going to meet people in college or wherever God takes you next that are not going to have the same beliefs as you. Be patient with those people and take a risk to bring up the gospel, to bring up matters of, of spiritual importance. Okay. Fishing does not take a specific degree, intellect, or personality type. You agree? Anybody can fish. Congratulations, you guys have degrees, you're getting degrees, you're going to walk across the stage with a degree. We saw college graduates this morning with degrees. We have awards up here, we have NHS, we have Beta Club, we have Top Ten, but you don't need a certain amount of intellect, intelligence. You don't have to have a certain personality type. Even as I looked at our graduates and, and saw your stories and saw your pictures and saw the things you've been involved with, obviously there's a lot of different personality types, Kevin, in these 13 people. And you don't have to have a certain intellect or personality or a specific degree or award or honor to talk to people about the Lord. But you do need some equipment. J.D. needs some equipment to fish. Yeah, you do. Fishermen need equipment in order to do what they're called to do. And we do as well. And I just want to mention real quickly, some of you may know this passage or make a note of it. It's that armor of God passage in Ephesians chapter 6. But when we think about the equipment that we might need to cast out our net, to share the gospel with people, to have spiritual conversations with people, I think about just two components of that armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. The first is that shield of faith. Because I do want our church and our students to know this morning that there will be attacks from the enemy. There will be attacks from the enemy when you purposefully go out every day looking for opportunities to talk to people about the Lord. The enemy will attack there. You will need that shield of faith, solid faith, the grounding, teaching scripture, the Bible you've been given this morning, the things you've learned here and in other places. You'll need that faith to ward off those attacks of the enemy. And second, you'll need your sword, and thank you, Kevin, thank you, church, for equipping each of our graduates this morning with a sharp version of the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. All right, Jay, this is going to be my favorite one, okay. Fish will not jump into the boat. We have to search for them. You ever had one jump in the boat and just say, catch me, catch me? You know? 
We have to search for them. We have to look for them. We have to surround ourselves with uh, different settings and people and, and uh, I don't know, roommates, people on your hall, people in organizations, people in class, people that you study with, people that you uh, do maybe like an intramural sport. I don't know what all God's going to lead you to. I don't know what all God leads the people in this church family to. But you have to search for the fish. said the last one was my favorite but this one's actually my favorite and let me remind you again let me remind your pastor i got these mainly from a devotion okay so if you're like this guy's incredible i just you know <laughs> can read um i'm just being honest with you i don't want anybody calling me out i know how to use google okay but this one jay we can't always see can't always see what's going on under the surface. You wish you could. If you knew what was going on under the surface, you'd, you'd park the boat. You'd park boat, I don't know. You'd put the boat right there and you'd cast right there. And I was honest with you guys, okay? But you don't know what's going on under the surface and you look, some of you, are, your wheels are already turning and I love it. You look at people that you know. And you don't know what's going on under the surface. The waiter, the waitress, the checkout person in the store, maybe even one of your coworkers that you think you know pretty well, you don't know what's going on under the surface of their life. But God does. And God's been faithful to put you in that situation with that person. And finally, Jay, if you'll come on up with your tackle box, or with your dad's tackle box, right? He said yours was too dirty to bring, right? <laughs> bring that into the church. You need some bait. You need some bait. Jay, tell us about three different kinds of bait. Jay and I, you know, we just had a brief moment over here this morning. This is like a dream come true. What you got there, Jay? It's called a popper. A popper. It's for top water. Top water. So that's like uh, early morning or late afternoon fishing. Okay. So yeah, a popper. Awesome. All right. It's a crankbait. Crankbait. I like throw it on rocks okay. in like more deeper water. Okay. Yeah. Just park your boat by the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you got? Uh, it's soft plastic, but it's rigged as a Texas rig. And throw it in like shallow water for like spawn, so when the fish are in the spawn. Yeah, like that's like a Texas rig. Right. Yeah, oh, I got it. Cool. Awesome. awesome. All right. Sweet. So Jay, hang out for one second. You need some bait. I want you to think about the words that we said as a church when we started a few minutes ago. Words that are familiar to most of us. And let's be honest, words that we're pretty comfortable saying in this place. So we come into this place and we talk about the Bible and we talk about Jesus and we talk about our faith and we talk about eternity and our hope. You know, hope means a confident expectation. As believers in Christ, we have a confident expectation. We place our hope in eternity with God. 
And so we're comfortable talking about that. We're comfortable talking about our faith. We say the words Bible study. There's a Bible study. Sign up for this Bible study. But I want you to think about those words this morning as bait that you could cast out in other places besides here. That you might say something to someone about your church. That you might say something to someone about your faith. That you might mention a Bible study that you're part of. That you might actually speak the name of Jesus to someone and say, this is what Jesus has done in my life. That's casting out your net. That you might say to someone, this is what I believe about eternity. You're going to hear me say this several times, and I'll let you go in a minute, but you're, no, not yet, but you're like my example of bait, all right? Scripture tells us that God has put inside of every person, it's in Ecclesiastes, friends, God has put inside of every person a desire to know him. And if you go back to any culture, any people that's ever lived anywhere in this world, there's always been a desire to know what happens to people when they die. And as believers, we have the answer to that. And we have this thing called eternity with God in a perfect place called heaven. Cast that net out. I want to say this to you over and over again this morning. And I want to say it to our graduates this morning. Listen, people want to talk about spiritual things. And we tend to think they don't. We tend to think if we cast that net out and we put that bait out and we, we bring up something spiritual that people are going to... And listen, what did I say? Patience. There is a risk involved. But you will find that people want to talk about spiritual things. People want to talk about their families. People want to talk about their problems. People want to talk about their questions. People want to talk about the fact that they used to be in church, but they're not anymore. People want to talk about the fact that they went to a camp one time when they were a teenager, but they're not really in church. People want to talk about spiritual things. I want to tell you, church, this morning, something that happened in my life last summer. Now, last summer, Kevin, we didn't get to have camp. For the first time in, since our camp was founded in 1979, we didn't have camp last summer. And that left me with more time than I'm used to in the summer, and it was good. I got to hang out with some, some guys that I love a lot at home and got to do a few trips and speak a few places. But one of the things that we always do in the summer is uh, I find time a week somewhere to do a senior trip with some guys that I've been part of a Bible study that I lead. So I do some Bible studies with some high school students in our community. This is my friend Zach. He came with me this morning. He's part of our Bible study group of juniors. But for the guys that graduate, we do a senior trip. We've been to some awesome places. We've been to Colorado. We've been to Utah. We've been to California. We've done a cruise. I let the guys kind of pick what they want to do. Well, last summer obviously was different. Travel was different. Planning was different. But I had some guys that wanted to do a senior trip. I wanted to do a senior trip. 
So we ended up just going to Charleston. I live in South Carolina. You guys are, are close by. Uh, we just decided to go down to Charleston three, four days, um, do some fun things down there, spend a day at the beach. Several of the guys asked if we could do some fishing. I don't know a lot about fishing. But I was like, sure, if that, this is your senior trip. This is what you want to do. Let's do some fishing. I started to check in on fishing charters. I found out they're really expensive. Um, but I did the math, and I, and I sent out a text to the guys, and I was like, guys, we can do a fishing charter. It'd be great way to spend a morning or an afternoon. This is how much it's going to cost. Do you still want to do this? We'll just kind of take a vote. They all said they want to do it. Graduates, people give you a lot of money around this time in your life, all right? And so I think they were willing. So we sign up for this fishing charter, and uh, we, you know, Find it somehow. We're texting, emailing with this this um, company, this business, and they tell us finally we're going to meet uh, at 7:30 a.m. at Shim Creek, a place I know well, uh, with Captain Cody. And I told the guys. I specifically remember telling the guys, "Hey, Captain Cody sounds cool. All right, Cody is like a young person's name. All right, you know, like I bet Captain Cody's cool. You know." And Captain Cody was. Captain Cody pulled up that morning at 7.30 in the morning. He had a nice black sea pro boat. He's probably, a, I think, late 20s. He had on a South Carolina DNR, Department of Natural Resources t-shirt. He had on some army shorts, flip-flops. He was tanned. He had a couple tattoos. Captain Cody. And we get on the boat with Captain Cody, and we ride out, and it's beautiful there early morning, and the guys are excited, and I start talking to Captain Cody just about, you know, fishing. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> he was probably like, who is this guy? Like, But he asked them. We hadn't been out with him too long. So far, he's been nice, but not too nice, you know, being a fishing God, that's like, it's part of the job to be nice to people, okay? There's a tip involved at the end. But he wasn't like wowed by us. I don't think he was like, this is the greatest group I've ever taken out my whole life. He's just doing his job. But he asked us, who are you guys? What's your connection? And it would have been so easy to say, this is a group of friends, this is a group of guys that just graduated, they all played sports together, they all know each other, they went to school together. But one of them said, we were all part of a Bible study. Bible study was up on the screen. Two words. One of them said, we were part of a Bible study. And I promise you, Captain Cody said, you know, I just recently started attending church for the first time in my life. He said, I started reading the Bible for the first time in my life. He said, going to church and reading the Bible and being around Christian people has changed my life. Oh, I like Captain. 
friends, he just kept on talking. He told me, and I mean, he got the rod set and the guys were out and they were watching and, and all that kind of stuff. He started telling me he had been in the military. That's where he had the army shorts. He had been in law enforcement for a short while. He'd had some struggles. He'd had some addictions. He had some children and he'd married this woman who had some children and now they had this blended family. But since he had been in church, he said, I'm a better husband. I'm a better dad. God is working in my life. Captain Cody. All we said was Bible study. He said to me, it's like a weight has been lifted off of me. You wondering why I remember all this? It's because I came back and wrote it all down in my journal as fast as I could, Kevin, because I'm going to use this one day, okay? He said, it's like a weight has been lifted off of me. And I think the most interesting thing that I remember from that morning is the fact that Captain, like he had his seat and I had the seat up here. There were two seats, you know, and every, the guys were kind of out in this part of the boat. And so I was sitting with him and we talked for probably 10 minutes about church and God and faith and all these things and life change. And it was so good. And I thought that's probably all about, that's probably about all Captain Cody's got. Okay? He's about run out, tank empty on spiritual stuff. And we would go, and one of the guys would pull something in and get this big catch, and we'd take a picture, and it was awesome. And then we'd kind of settle back in, or we'd ride somewhere else. And Captain Cody would bring it up again. He'd say, you know, knowing about God and about Christ has changed my life. And I remember thinking, he just wants to talk about this more and more. People want to talk about spiritual things. Jesus says, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. Take a risk. Cast out your net. You don't always know what's going on in someone's life. We took a picture that morning. Drew's going to show that to y'all. I wanted you guys to be able to see Captain Cody and our guys. Captain Cody's front right. And I probably told him that day, I was like, Captain Cody, there will come a time when I'm going to tell your story. I have his number. I texted him this week. Like, I'm telling your story, Captain Cody. You know, fish will never be caught unless a net is cast. And God was already working in Captain Cody's life that morning, but I think it was an incredible encouragement to him. Even just for four hours, I think we were with him to be with believers, to talk about things of faith. We prayed with him that morning before we left. Like I said, we've kind of kept in touch with him a little bit. As we close, let me share Romans 10, 14. This passage in Romans 10 where Paul talks about how people come to know Christ. Paul says, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? As I was preparing this message, 
God gave me this really awesome thought, and I want to share it with you. If you are in here this morning, and you're a believer in Christ, sealed by the Holy Spirit, eternity with God in your future, already living out a rich, full relationship with God here on earth now, spending eternity present with him. If you are here this morning and you're a believer, it's because someone cast out a net for you. And that might have been a family member, parent, a Sunday school teacher, a pastor, a youth pastor, a speaker you heard somewhere, a friend. But if you're here this morning and you're a believer in Christ, it's because someone said, I'm going to put this message out with no guarantee of a reward, not sure what's going to happen. I may have to be patient. I may be taking a risk. And someone had a spiritual conversation with you. And again, Jesus says, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. So, Jay, I wouldn't be a good fisherman if I didn't have a picture of the catch. I want you to know, you saw in the picture, I believe there were five guys plus me. That would have been great. That's probably our best catch of the day. I caught nothing that day, all right? <laughs> they each caught, is that a redfish? Some of them caught sharks. It's cool. They all caught something and all got their picture made. And we put a rod out there for me and we were like, this is Snipes' rod, right? I never caught anything. But I like to say, not trying to flex, Jay, but I like to say I think I got the best catch of the day. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray for your church. I want to pray for our graduates. And then I want to allow your pastor, so nice to meet you this morning, pastor. I want to allow him to come and close our service out. But I want to pray that we will all take Jesus' words to heart. That we'll all try to bring things into conversation more often that could lead to a spiritual conversation with someone. That we would all be more confident and more comfortable talking about spiritual things, talking about what God's done in our life and seeing how God wants to use that in connection with other people. Let's pray together. God, what a blessing this morning to celebrate these graduates, to see what you've done in their lives and to imagine what you have in store for them, the plans that you have for them, God, the ways that you plan to use them for your glory people that you already know because you are an omniscient, you are an all-knowing God. You already know the people they're going to meet. You already know the classmates they're going to have. You already know the challenges they're going to face. You already know the ways in which their faith is going to be tested. But God, I pray right now for our graduates and I pray for our church as a whole, such a wonderful crowd gathered here this morning, that we would be people that would look for opportunities daily to cast out our nets, to be fishers of men. 
God, that we would anticipate each day that you're going to bring someone across our path who needs encouragement, who needs prayer, who needs to hear the name of Christ, who needs to hear that we live our lives according to the Bible, who needs to hear that we have hope of eternity with you, that we have a faith that is unshakable. And God, I pray this morning that many many fishermen, fisherwomen, fisher children would leave out of this place and do the work that you've called us to, the work that Christ has specifically called us to. I pray that over our graduates and I pray it over our church as a whole. We pray in the strong and powerful name of Christ who gave this original challenge. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Would you stand please? You know, uh, as he was preaching on this text, I couldn't help but remember the words some of you remember, Dr. D. James Kennedy, uh, pastor at Coral Ridge Presbyterian in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, He authored the evangelism program, Evangelism Explosion. And based on this text where Jesus said, follow me, And I will make you fishers of men. And he asked his congregation, are you somewhere on the line of becoming a fisher of men? Because if you are not, then who are you following? You must not be following Jesus. Because Jesus said, if you follow me, Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn you into fishers of men. I would ask you that question this morning. Are you somewhere on that scale of being a fisher of men for the sake of the kingdom? And if not, why not? And what needs to change? People do want to talk. Will, I know our congregation has heard me tell this story before, but out visiting with the gentleman in our church just knocking on doors one night right across the road from the church. Probably a 50-year-old lady with her, I'd say, 80, 82-year-old mom. She said, y'all are from the church across the road? We said, yes. She said, would you please come in? My mom and I, we start a Bible study every night about 9 And sometimes we talk until one in the morning. And I'm a Christian, she's not. And she wants to know more what it's about. And I really don't know what to tell her. Can you help me? And we were able to go in that night and sit down at the kitchen table with those ladies. And end up leading an 80, 82 year old lady to faith in Christ. But I mean, when we knocked on the door... And the daughter came to the door. She said, this is what I'm talking about right now with my mom. Can you come in and help me? What I'm saying is, just like he indicated, there's more people around you who want to talk about it than you might realize. And you know, the parable of the soils. Jesus talked about the farmer scattering seed. Not all the seed falls on good soil. But the promise is, some of it will. You and I will make an impact with some people. 
Will we have failures? Yeah, but you're not a failure if you try, if you've sown the seed. You know, that person failed to receive. But again, the promise is if we share, some will listen. Amen? And you'll impact some for Christ. Also pray for these young people. It was this age in my life. I was going to UNCC as a business administration major. But God was working in my life. And through this passage right here, God, God, this is one of the passages God used in my life to confirm his call to me for the ministry. But it was a time of searching. Some of these grads know exactly what they want to do. Some of them are going saying, I think, but you know, I'm, I'm open. I would hope all of them would be open. Is God wanting you to go down a, a different path? And he wanted me on a different path. And so what I'm saying is this is a critical age for them. And I would challenge them, regardless of what they think they're wanting to go and do, be open that God may have a different plan for you. They have ministry or missions. But even if, if he leaves you in that career path, as he's pointed out, be a veterinarian for Jesus. Because all career fields need Christians as salt and light. Amen? But pray for these young people and other young people in the church making critical life decisions right now. At this, at this age in their life, so many things happening on the inside, so many things they're struggling with. And we need to pray for them as a church. But adult, how about you in your career path? Are you being a fisher of men? And are you open to God changing your plans? Hey, look at Moses. 80 years old when God called him to go back to Egypt, right? 80 years old. What might God want to change in your life plan right now? Graduate Sunday, but what about you? Let's include you in it too. Let's sing together. Lord, I come, I confess. Bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need sin runs deep, your grace is more, where grace is found, is where you are, and where you are. 
as the musicians play softly and families are praying for their grads. Would you join them in prayer for these young people? Just bow where you are and close your eyes and let this be a time of intercessory prayer right now for them. the musicians continue to play we're here for anybody else this morning that needs to respond to God's call in your life or what God's doing we're going to close in just a moment we're not going to delay if there's a decision you need to make publicly step out of the pew where you are and come forward now ask you to be seated. We will have the uh, grads recess out in just a moment, um, and then we'll have lunch for them <clears throat> down in the core and a program. But before that, we need to recognize a group that leaves Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> that may not be a bad thing, right? <clears throat> You're praying for that next Sunday morning, right? Anyway, uh, We've got a group leaving Saturday going to a mission trip to Alaska. 
And I want to ask all those members, just stand where you are, whether you're on the upper floor or bottom floor. If, if you're in here, I know not everybody's probably in here right now, but some are, yes, yes, okay? Just look around and see these that will be leaving Saturday, uh, going on a mission trip to Alaska to work with a new church plant up there. And you know, it's so unique how God arranges things because the church they're going to, actually there's a guy in that church who has a connection to a church right here in Concord and our Cabarrus Baptist Association. We didn't even know that at the time when we were linked up with him, but I think his dad was pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church behind Sonic up on 29 by First Assembly. So it's just amazing how God puts people together. But this team will be leaving and others on the team headed out Saturday. And they're the first group going up there to do some, some pre-work for the youth that are going up there. They're doing some construction work and just some preparation on the field there. So they've got a lot to do uh, beginning next week from today, I guess. So pray for them. And we're going to pray for them right now, and then uh, we're going to ask them to be seated, the grads stand, and then we'll all stand and they'll recess out. Um, but let's pray for this mission group. Can we do that? Father, we're so grateful to be a part of a church, a church family that does believe in casting the net out and sowing the seed. And we see all the time folks doing that here locally, uh, through Bible studies in the church, through local mission opportunities, through various ministries, and then going to our, not only our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and even going to the uttermost ends of the earth. So Father, thank you for what you're doing in this church. And I think of our mission giving this year. Never before have we had such strong mission giving. Lord, this, this is your doing. Uh, and it's truly a joy and a delight for us to see this. and To see people responding to your call. And I thank you for this team that leaves Saturday. I pray for their safety that their family members staying behind would have peace, uh, knowing that their loved ones are in your hands. There's no better place to be than that. Lord, we pray that as they arrive on the field there in Alaska, that you would maximize their days, that they, they have such a limited amount of time to do what they're going to do. And God, I pray that you would give them strength, give them wisdom each day. The leaders, they're up there ready to meet them. Uh, just give them wisdom to, to get them started on all the right projects so that the next group will be able to, to hit the ground running, so to speak. Lord, it's no accident when you send us out. And I just pray that this team in Alaska and us here, that our eyes would be open and our ears would be open to divine appointments you put around us every single day. Lord, that we would be laborers in your field. The fields are white unto harvest. And Jesus said we're to pray for more laborers. Lord, bless these laborers as they go. 
anoint them and fill them with the power of your spirit. And Father, I pray that they would see things happen that can only be explained by the fact that you are with them as they're there in Alaska. I pray that what they do would strengthen the local church there and their witness day in and day out. Again, Lord, use them for your name's sake. And these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to be seated and the graduates to stand. And then as they do recess out, I know Kevin's got away. He wants us to do this. And then we'll all stand. Thank you. You're dismissed. Go in peace.